When this podcast airs, a daily purpose Bible study and devotional will be in the book of Romans. In the first couple of chapters, the Apostle Paul spells out the self-deception or lying spirit holding people captive. The Apostle Paul explained to the Jews that they needed to teach themselves, not others, by their law. The Jews knew the law so well that they had learned how to excuse their actions while criticizing others. But the law, the Torah, is more than just a set of rules. It is a guideline for living according to God's will. It is also a reminder that we cannot please God without a proper relationship with Him. Before we accuse others, we must look at ourselves. Are we without sin? Before I go into the let's not judge inappropriately, I must say that for those of us who believe in Christ cannot keep on sinning. One reason is that it becomes more difficult. The relationship has changed and we are convicted to glorify God in all our ways and we want to acknowledge Him. If it is true that we have a conversion story, then the unforgiving, petty, bitterness, and overall, these people are going to get what they're going to get, or I'm going to see how long it takes for so-and-so to do such-and-such before I acknowledge them, will quickly dissipate and give way to grace. It's not about feeling sympathy, but empathizing with our brothers and sisters with full understanding of how challenging it is to be human living in a fallen world. For anyone to judge inappropriately, meaning we are still walking in that particular sin and practice it perhaps in a different way, assumes a role that only belongs to our perfect God. In Romans chapter 2, Paul criticizes the Jews because they think they are not subject to God's judgment. The Jews felt morally superior because their bodily circumcision and because the Gentiles did not practice this, the Jews felt they were more righteous. So the main takeaway or overarching point is that no one will escape God's judgment. Okay, what does inappropriate judgment look like in our lives and what does that have to do with self-deception? Welcome to Our Given Purpose, the podcast. I am Tori, your life coach and host. We are continuing the theme of minimizing all things that don't belong in our physical and mental spaces. The last few weeks, we have focused on our thoughts and how our unbeneficial viewpoints keep us from living and being an expression of Christ. I hope that you find value in this content and it motivates you to make changes. If you will do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or two, it will help us tremendously and your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you, dear person of purpose. Also, if you are new here, welcome. We are glad you've taken a few moments out of your day to kick it with us. Wait, do people still say kick it? 
<laughs> I guess so, because I just did. Well, please visit www.OurGivenPurpose.com so you can get acquainted with all this ministry offers. Normalize transformation. Stop lying to you on Our Given Purpose, the podcast. On Friday's episode of Talking on Purpose with Tori, the podcast, we discussed tardiness and my superior attitude when someone was late. I could have easily rationalized my approach because the lesson I learned, it kind of split hairs. It came down to how early is too early to arrive for a meeting. But God, he immediately helped me to see that differently. I chose to learn a lesson instead of lie to myself. Now, I extend grace when someone is running behind schedule. And instead of being irritated, I thank God that they made it safely. I also know that if it is a behavior that God wants to change, if they are a believer, and that transformation will come and they will transition into a new habit. So going back to inappropriate judgment. It camouflages the excuses we make to keep pursuing (laughs) self-deception. There is a scene from a movie, and I'm sure once I give this example, you'll be able to come up with many more. But in The Devil Wears Prada, Andy, Miranda's assistant, charges into her boss Miranda, saying she would never, never could she have done what she did. Never could she ever have betrayed or kept someone from living their dream, squashing their hopes, and so on. It was a passionate, sincere, you-can't-play-with-people's-feelings-and-livelihood judgment. And if you watched it in the theater, you would have heard the collective applause and the, Yes, Andy, go, girl. Uh Uh-huh, you're right. (laughs) But then Miranda turns to Andy and says, Oh, But you did the same thing to Emily. Hmm. Which Andy quickly denies. But Miranda goes on to give her an example of how she and Andy were so much alike. And in that moment, Andy sees the error of her ways and the movie goes on to a happy conclusion, complete with apologies. We've grown accustomed to pointing out the specks in someone else's eye that we don't see the gigantic logs in our own. Please read Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. The Word of God teaches us that we should not just hear, but do. This so correctly lines up with not inappropriately judging others. So how do we use the Word of God to stop lying to ourselves? The first thing we must do is recognize pridefulness. Why is pride the root of lies? Hmm. Heather Riggleman accurately wrote, pride is delusional, spiteful, and bitter. At its root, it declares, I don't want God to be God. I want to be God. Unhealthy pride leads to other sins. Before we realize it, The demons have taken over and we live in an anxious life not being able to complete simple tasks because we will fear 
how we look, who will see us, and worse yet, that we will have to give God the credit for blessing us. So instead, we do nothing with our gifts and talents, or we bustle about aiming to do everything under the sun except the one thing God called us to do. That is the definition of rebellion, because the lying spirit that leads us astray will blind us to the truth of an obedient life with God. When we stop the thought process of lies, suspicion, and disobedience by acknowledging that we are guilty of the same offenses that we accuse others of, we repent of our hypocrisy and ask God to remove the scales from our eyes so we can see how we are persecuting Jesus with our actions. More often than not, we are guilty of the same offenses we accuse others. That is the excusable nature of self-deception. To know we've committed the same sin but hold our brothers and sisters to a different scale. That pretentious nature of our faith walk, hmm, that is in vain if one cannot repent of hypocrisy. To close this session, I'd like to clarify, organize, and prepare using scripture. We can invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts and be circumcised from the world, living as expressions of Christ. Clarify. What do you need to know? Illuminate the essence of righteous living. For that, let's turn to James chapter 1 and read verse 22, which says, Don't just listen to the word. You fool yourselves if you do that. You must do what it says. When we face trouble, how do we confront it? Do we rationalize our actions? If we tell ourselves that we will do away with certain people or read them to filth because they have colored outside the lines of our pretentious view of life, it is self-deception. You're headed for self-deception. Yeah, I just did that. Let's organize. We need to put things in order. Strategizing with God to create beneficial thought patterns for the various scenarios we face in life is such an intelligent way to grow as a kingdom builder. Yes, there will be surprises and things will happen that you have no control over, but you do have control over your response. Let's keep going in James chapter 1 and scooch down, hallelujah, to verse 23. Suppose you listen to the word, but don't do what it says. Then you are like a man who looks at his face in the mirror. Verse 24. After looking at himself, he leaves. Right away, he forgets what he looks like. If we don't do anything with what we've read, it's like Groundhog Day, and we'll keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Different people, same narrative. If you look at yourself in the mirror and do nothing to adjust your appearance, what was the point at looking at yourself? 
The action of going to the mirror is like going to the Word of God or praying to our Lord. The routine or habit is good, but it's tradition. You're practicing religion. But if you strategize with God, you will ask through prayer while you're standing in the mirror or reading His Word, Lord, what do I need to adjust so you can help me transform? And finally, prepare. You are equipped to be Christ's ambassadors. He has given you the right to be called children of God. We stop self-destruction and normalize transformation when we recognize the worthlessness of peripheral religious customs. It is all about faith and how we show love to others. That is a worthy characteristic and prepares us to be the light in dark places. It also changes the atmosphere when we enter the room. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, which goes back to the beginning of this podcast where the Apostle Paul was pointing out to the Jews to stop bickering over religious customs, to love God, love people, do not tire of doing good. But Galatians 5, 6 says, circumcision and uncircumcision aren't worth anything to those who believe in Christ Jesus. The only thing that really counts is faith that shows itself through love. Normalize transformation. Stop lying to you. We normalize transformation by being doers of God's word. Keep asking what this looks like or how can I apply this verse to my life right now? When we keep God first, slowing down and listening to the Holy Spirit guide us into truth, we can be present and strategically clarify, organize, and prepare, expecting God to be glorified. Normalize Transformation, Stop Lying to You, Episode 12, Season 8. All scriptures read are in the show notes along with any website citations quoted during my research for this podcast. If you would like to support this ministry, please visit www.OurGivenPurpose.com and become part of our Patreon family. We are so grateful for the support of Diana L. W. Coleman, Monica D. Parrish, Irvine St. Belouse, and Broderick J. Slaughter. And thank you, thank you to the many who have left a tip in the tip jar. Are you reading the one-year Bible with us? Our given purpose, the ministry, will do this every year as the Lord has blessed us with incredible contributing writers, which has created a network of phenomenal people of God. And we are preparing for next year. If you would like to become a contributing writer for a daily purpose Bible study and devotional, please email me, Tori, at OurGivenPurpose.com. Check the show notes for the links. You have seeds to sprinkle. Don't lose sight of the ones falling on you. Where will they grow? By the road, in shallow soil, in the thickets. Or will they find a home in good soil to flourish and produce a good fruit? What God has begun in you, he will complete. 
Have faith and be bold. Your thoughts are thinking, so make sure you can see what they are saying. To God be the glory. Live your life for Him. This is Tori of Our Given Purpose, a podcast.